a record of the delightful piece they're going to play this evening. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome back to our third episode tonight and Rec Room Radio. And I'm excited to have our guest here, Ariel. Ariel, how you doing, man? Doing well, thanks. Would you care to do a quick introduction of yourself for the audience for people who don't know you? Yeah, um, my name's Ariel. Um, I do this thing called uh, Radio Uninvited. Uh, and what we do, what we try to do on Radio Uninvited is we try to get away from... Um, like extremist politics, kind of extreme left, extreme right. I think that, you know, our, our political parties are acting like two divorced parents that do nothing for the kids except use the kids as like a like a like a conduit to just fight each other. And I, I think that's bullshit. And we, we just we just wanna see how like practical problems can be solved. Radio Uninvited just doesn't interview like political people. We interview people in like science, technology, uh, stoicism, arts, uh, all, all sorts of stuff. So we wanna kind of invite these uninvited voices and uh, also on my on Twitter, my handle is uh, Ariel Nation. That's A R I E L N A T I O N twenty twenty three. And uh, yeah, I'm I just uh, and I love uh, hosting uh, Twitter Spaces and uh, like you know the, the hosting topics about like political things, science, technology things, kind of like uh, philosophy things, and that's basically it. Hell yeah. Um, what made you want to get into, you know, the idea of making a podcast, um, hosting of Radio Uninvited? Well, I mean, I, I really think that um, uh, we've we've done a really, really bad job of integrating uh, the new generation into our society through the schooling system. If I'm being honest, like uh, the, the U.S. schooling system is, pardon me, but I think it's a gigantic disgrace. We learn nothing about like money or relationships or even even how like our our own freaking like houses get built or anything like that so you would think that in a country as interesting and as big as ours that you'd be learning this stuff but no it's just you know you know at least for us millennials i don't know what we're, they're doing with gen z but the 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 schooling's been nothing but a bunch of like route memorization and repeating it and almost almost like 90% of the things that i've learned through that you know dynamic of schooling i could have just done in like a in like a google search so i mean that that to me is like ridiculous and that's why i thought like I don't. I don't know why you know the news isn't bringing this up. You know, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that too, because I remember when I was in both you know middle school and like fifth grade stuff like that, having like older teachers who would always tell us like it's very important you pay attention because you're not going to have a robot following you around all day telling you the answers to everything. And then now here we are in 2023, and we got iPhones and stuff and literal <laughs> robots in our pockets that, like you said earlier, you could just simply Google and look up. So it's one of those things like I feel like I agree with you. It'd be better if, you know, let's say schooling does more to do with like, let's say, hey, here's how you navigate, you know, through, I don't know, like uh, search engines. Here's how you find if a source is credible. Here's how you understand statistics and data better. Things like that, that like helps people like at least have a barrier so they know something like, okay, this isn't just, you know, a propaganda piece or, oh, this isn't just uncredible, you know, something that can actually make the general mass of population intelligent instead of, you know, dumb enough to go through life, if you will. And right. I feel like, yeah, public education sets people up for that a lot, definitely. Right, and, and it's funny, like, public education doesn't even tell you what an HOA is. <laughs> 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 like, like, until I've lived in this place, like, like I, I had, like, no idea all this, like, building politics and all this, you know, you know, stuff. I'm dealing, I'm dealing with such a issue and it it's it's just or or they don't tell you like who 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 in your life is like a narcissist who what kind of relationship do you have that the person is just using you but it's like of course they wouldn't tell you that because the schools have that relationship with you agreed it's just like this weird 
Right. Her prior relationship, basically, like, no, you need me. It's equivalent to like right. an abusive husband hitting the spouse, like, no, you need to save me. It's like, right. Yeah. You? <laughs> an abusive school, the teaching us like garbage, and no, you need us, or you'll never be successful in life. And then it's like you get the degree or the whatever, and then they're like, okay, pal, you're on your own. You're like, what? Yeah, that's right. Bye. It's like, it's like, it's just, Something uh, interesting you mentioned too, like yeah. I feel like a lot of things get like the society we're living in, things move so rapidly with technology, and it's kind of like you know either evolve or you get cut out basically. So, example, the typewriters, it was no longer a necessity, and it was an obsolete you know field, and that you know was cut out basically. And you see things like let's say you know the telephone, you look in at a telephone in 1923. And you look at a telephone now, it's radically different. You look at a car in like 1923, and you look at one now, it's like also radically different. But you look at an education system like a school, and you look at one now, it's not the same, basically. It's the same format, you know, sitting at a desk, all lined up, you know, all doing this certain schooling. And to me, I'm like, you think we could do anything to change or adapt that to help, you know, the youth do better in like society or getting out in the future? But what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, my thoughts are like, it's, it's, I, I know it's, it's kind of sad, but it's like, why would they even want us doing better? Like maybe, maybe they, they, they don't care if we reach our potential. They don't care about our creativity, our talent, our intelligence, and they just care if like George Carlin said, we're just smart enough to like pull the levers and go to like a dead end job, but like just dumb enough not to question what any of it means. My best education is kind of like um, the self education. And I, you know, I, I don't know if you can really call it the school of hard knocks, but it was just like, okay, like, let me research like a topic that I'm interested in and just be in the environments where the people who enjoy talking about it are. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I don't know. It's frustrating because people try to put up all these blockages where you, like people like me or you bring up the education system and like bring up the flaws or failings in it. And like, Oh, but without the education system, how would we do this and this? And it's like, a mix of them, like, not even wanting to entertain the idea of, like, you know, adapting or changing or, like, making things better for people. It's kind of like they're so stuck in this, like, archaic but, mindset for it. It's just, it's weird to me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but but look at look at our values as a as a society, and you, you think it's, like, kind of gross that, like, wh why do people pay attention to things like pop culture? I mean... Like, I, I don't want to, like, like I, I don't even care if I offend anyone, but it's like, okay, like, like, I, I look at, like, our news, and I look at the people who are getting the most attention. They're usually people who have a lot of money, who are well off, and they have a lot of drama in their lives. And I'm like, why are we, why are people stupid enough to pay attention to people like this? If I, if I had, like, this amount of money and power, I would know how to live intelligently enough that my life wouldn't have like this kind of drama in it. There, there, there are people who went through this like schooling system who are confused, who are frustrated, who are like living hand to mouth. They don't get the attention, but yet you pay attention to these overpaid, overprivileged morons over the people who actually need help. And then we wonder why we're in the place we're in. Like, well, you know, it, 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 it doesn't add up it's it's one of those things i don't know it doesn't make sense but um if i guess let's say you were in charge of it we were bouncing around ideas of like you know saying like hey so like not social media but like the internet's able to help with learning a lot of things what's something you would i guess say is a starting point that we could go from here for like education or just you know spitball on some ideas what would you try right, to do yeah. well 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 what it's like what the forward party is trying to do and I think I think what's really cool is that at least at least in a district in Los Angeles, I want to give a shout out to my friend um, Josh Boca Negra, who who is a AI guy who's an entrepreneur. 
And the reason why, like, when I heard this from him, I quickly attached to what he was trying to do. And uh, me, me and him are very good friends now. He just, he just made a speech about how we don't teach our kids about, like, finances and money and stuff like that. And he's recently told me he took his daughter out of, um, uh, uh, like, public school to put her in, a, in an online private school and when when people tell me that like oh like like but but here's the thing about like uh, just online schools or homeschooling or private school is like you don't get the socialization and like what socialization first of all like your socialization is forced like like at a set time and you don't really learn how to be social like outside of that set and 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 all and then when you want to be social the classroom the the teacher tells you no socializing you have to pay attention to the material so i i see no problem with somebody like learning from home or getting homeschool and then for socialization i don't know the parents take them to like a park or like or like somewhere you know, to like a soccer team or something you know the local town soccer team <laughs> right exactly it's like it's like what is this like this is not rocket science like 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 and, and also like you only learn to socialize in school with people who are near your age that's not the way the rest of life works exactly i remember my first part-time job when i was like 15 working with a dude who was like in his 60s basically and i was just sitting here like huh this is interesting like how do i interact with this individual and like i'm not trying to sound weird or anything like that but it's just like really weird to be like oh i'm now in like you know a quote-unquote professional environment with you know someone who's like more than a third of my age no more than four of my age and i'm like oh that's interesting like how do you in engage this stuff but right yeah definitely on that do you feel like in general though actually leads a good question for a lot of youth and younger people do you think there's been more of a lack of socialization given past few years especially oh, like yeah. Because people are just basically like, like avatars and they're not maybe they're not exactly who they are in like reality because of all the social media that's gone haywire i would suggest that people do more social audio it's so much better i mean even even for me like personally um i don't i don't like uh, I, I know this is crazy if i'm in a rush or if i don't have time I'll text people, but I so prefer hearing people's voices <laughs> than like texting them and, and all that because it, it just adds a layer. It just adds such a great layer of like, in fact, sometimes I would rather prefer than just hearing a people person's voice than actually being in like a physical location with the other person because like, like I'm, I'm a little bit introverted, but it's so comfortable because you know, like if you end up like uh, like offending someone or something that they're, they're not like physically near you to like get aggressive or something like that but yeah. <laughs> not, not to say i want to offend anybody but but it's like okay i have an interface like between us so if things get weird and uncomfortable i can just hang up but if we're in the same location i, I can't i can't get away from you in the way that i probably want <laughs> <laughs> No, and it's funny, like, you hear guys, like, I agree with you. It's one of the things that really got me with, like, um, Twitter and Twitter spaces. And for people who don't know what Twitter spaces are, they're basically, like, a giant chat room you can get in and just talk to people, and you can leave whatever you want. So someone could host it, make a topic for the room, basically. And if they want, they can record it or not. But I know Ariel, for example, he did a space on, what was it, Confidence you were yeah. doing? And then, like, I'll host a space on, you know, because I'm Catholic, just, you know, like, hey... Here's a space on religion or philosophy, and it's something we enjoy doing. But I 100% agree with Ariel there because, like, you don't know how many times I've heard people on like Twitter spaces like lose their mind and just be like, "I'm gonna find you, I'm gonna punch you, I'm gonna do all these things to you." And I'm like, man, it's not that it's not that deep, you know? Is I mean, right, it's like right. it's not that important. Like, it's just some random dude. It's like, all right, yeah, come find me in like this location, 300 miles away from you. Like, good luck, buddy. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing it's like and if they're really annoying you can just remove them 
And and that's the thing. At like like as opposed to let's say if there was some kind of like you know party or something like that, and the person is already there, and then you find out like they're they're like a nutball, but it, it's too weird and awkward to like you know tell them that and be like okay, like you can go home. <laughs> it's like when you're when you're there, but like there there were two people in my Twitter space um the, like about a couple of days ago, and they had like no respect. <laughs> for the room for the topic they were going completely off topic they didn't care they didn't wait their turns to speak and i just removed them immediately and if that were like a physical situation <laughs> i couldn't just do that <laughs> you know I mean? yeah just you know like and you're gone like that black mirror episode where everyone's hooked up to social media and like if there's someone in real life you get blocked them where you just simply don't see their existence i'm like huh that's like this and gone <laughs> No, no, no. That's the thing. I think I think that that this is one of the things that our schooling system doesn't teach us. And I think it's a travesty. And I think, you know, th there are also a lot of people out there, a lot of like uh, entrepreneurs who speak out against the schooling system, too. But just but but I've also learned something else in my life as well. Just because something someone is speaking out or hates the same thing that you hate doesn't mean they're your friend. Because I would just tell young people to be very wary of people selling like online courses with like a big price tag or a multi-level marketing. And they're, they're also giving you the story that school didn't teach them anything. But these people don't care about you. They, exactly. they just want your money. It's kind of like Andrew Tate and him running that what's it called? Hustlers University. Right, exactly. And it's just exactly. like bullshit. It's like. I had a buddy who actually, you know, for shits and giggles, got the course to see, like, what they're talking about. Yeah. And he ended up looking at their page, and all it is is them, like, going on Google, typing in masculine man motivational quotes. And this is, like, pictures of Greek statues and, like, random, like, words on it being, like, you know, to be a man is to be masculine. <laughs> and, then, like, that's the quote. That's it. And it'll be, like, a screenshot of that, and they post it. And they're, like, thank you for the $50. It's, like, thanks for the advice. I'm, like, what? <laughs> Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I want to warn people about a guy whose his name is uh, Dan Locke. Uh, steer very clear of him. He's a scammer. He's a liar. He's a hypocrite. He's he's just an all around terrible person. And I have a whole um, interview on Coffeezilla talking about my experience and how people like this they they use your emotions against you. Basically they, they get, they, they say they're frustrated about the same things that you're frustrated about. They say they're happy with the same things you're happy about. And they say, and they talk about your dreams and then that's well where they'll, they'll like trap you. So just like I, I went through it. So you guys don't have to. <laughs> oh, you're on Coffeezilla. Y yeah. You know him? Uh, you mentioned him before to me a while ago. I didn't know you're actually on his um platform though. That's yeah, well, I didn't well, know. Well, it's not his main channel. Well, actually, one of my poems uh, made it to his main channel. He has a kind of spinoff channel he does with someone else called The Drip, and I had about an hour and forty five minute talk about uh, how what Dan Locke did, how we did it, how these you know kind of scammers kind of like do what they do. So I mean, not only in my life did I learn that you can't trust the 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 schooling system, but also just because somebody says that they don't like the schooling system or they don't trust the schooling system either, it, they're they're not automatically your friends. Just yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, a good example, you mentioned that. I have a friend on Twitter, I'm not going to say her name, um, but he is a very, you know, proud vote blue, no matter who, Democrat. He's a very kind dude, very nice guy, but he's a bit naive at times for, like, politics. Like, I could tell, like, he's just saying his foot in the door in it, and he likes talking to me because I have vastly different views from him, and he's interested because, to him, he always thought it was, like, Team Red versus Team Blue, and then you have people like myself or, like, you, who's like, yeah, we're not doing any of those. And then we're just like an anomaly to these people. But he ended up sending me a room. And I was like, you really should check out this dude. He said he was right wing. And he has a lot of views I agree with. I checked the name of it. It was Richard Spencer on Twitter. I'm like, oh, God. And then I listened in. And then it's basically um, someone asking him, like, hey, Richard, what's your opinion on abortion? And he says, like, you know, grimacingly being like, oh, I am very pro-abortion. And then, like, all the Democrats in chat are, like, cl I'm clapping. And then they're like, what's your opinion about police? He's like, I am very for defunding the police. 
And then it was like, what's your opinion on gun control? It was like, I am very for taking guns away. And then I'm just sitting here being like, trying to explain to my friend, who like is texting me like, you know, hey, if he's like right-wing and believes this, that means we could believe it too. I'm trying to say to him like, look man, it's... a oh, one minute. You lost connection for a second? Yeah, no, my garage. But I'm back. Go go ahead. All good, yeah. all good. So I was basically trying to explain to him like like exactly what you said, like, hey, he didn't know who Richard Spencer was, and he heard him say all these views that he agree with. I'm trying to explain to him, like, look, just because you guys agree with the same views, they agree on it for vastly different reasons. And then um, he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, listen to what he said about Israel and Palestine. He's like, yeah, Israel is not a legitimate state. You know, it does not belong to them. I want it eradicated from them. I'm like, don't you think it's a bit strong words to that position? And I showed him some earlier clips. He's like, oh, so this guy's like, you know, a white supremacist. I'm like, yeah, he's a white supremacist. <laughs> and he, he was just so embarrassed. He's like, dude, like, how did I not know? I'm like, it's okay, man. Like, you know. Just make sure you pay attention to people and know, like you said earlier, just because you agree with something doesn't mean you're on the same team with somebody type thing. Exactly. Like, and just because you agree with somebody, like, doesn't, doesn't mean, you don't know who that person is, like, behind closed doors. Maybe, maybe they have great political opinions, but maybe they beat their wife. I mean, you never know. Yeah. It's, it's like, so, so I've learned that just because I have one good conversation or even five good conversations with a, with any kind of person doesn't mean that, like, I know them or they're a good person, you know, you know, they yeah, could exactly. be, you know, exactly. Just, just like you warned me, there was some, like Catholic anti-Semite like coming into my room and you messaged me and you told me like, Hey, like this guy is like, he's a little, you know, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so I mean, it's, it's so funny, like the way these things work. I mean, I have a very simple rule for like friendships. It's like, I don't, I, I look, I'll treat you the way you treat me with kindness and respect. And I have I have no more room in my life for unnecessary drama. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's it's not it's just not productive. It's um what's it? Yeah, I remember that happening and I told you because like I have a lot of respect for you. I think you're a really good dude and you have a great heart and you're actually trying like to make the world a better place. That's something you don't see as much nowadays, where it's like the genuine compassion to be like, yeah, I want to help people instead of, you know, I'll help you, but I'm going to gain something out of this mentality. You know what I mean? Not because, yeah, no, a lot of like, what's it, politicians nowadays are like that too, where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, vote for me and then I'll help you. But behind closed doors, they're doing it because they know they're filling their own pockets and helping themselves. Right. And or, yeah. Or, just really quick, um, some people who, uh, uh, don't keep their promises. Uh, there, uh, there, there's a special class of people out there that'll make you really excited and they'll agree with you and they'll tell you things that you want to hear. But when it comes down to the wire, they don't show up. They, they make it up and stuff like that. So just want to let people know about that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so if you don't mind me asking going into the Ford parties, so, I want to know, before the Ford party, what were you, like, would you say you identify yourself as, or if not anything at all? Uh, my my um, political journey is quite uh, an interesting one. Um, uh, I just kind of hated the establishment because uh, I, I live in, like, L.A., by the way, and when Obama would always come to L.A., like, all he'd do is just ruin all of our traffic patterns, and it would be, like, a complete What? No, I was laughing at that, just thinking, oh, like, you're going to work, like, fuck, it's like, it blocked right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, uh, I, just, I just thought that, like, Obama would make all these, like, big, lofty speeches. Like, I could do that, too, if I'm being honest. I can make big, lofty speeches. I'm actually pretty good at it. But, but, but then, like, the follow-through was, like, not there. So, everybody would just, like, listen to an Obama speech and be like, oh, my God, he's so... And then, and then when it got to something actually changing, it was like, ah, yeah, you get nothing. But, but anyway, then no, no, no. drone strike, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then I, I, and then when Trump 
came on the scene, I was like, oh, okay, this is exciting because he's not from these people, you know, he's different. But then, um, you know, I, I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of like schadenfreude when like Trump won because like, you know, you know, the, the, the Democrats just thought they were like invincible, like they, they, they nothing could hurt them. Like they would always, you know, after Obama, like everyone's going to be a Democrat. But uh, about like two years into Trump's presidency, I was like, okay, you can shut up now. Like you're, you're making this all about your ego. You're making it all about you. You're making all about, you know, and I'm not impressed anymore. Like you're, you, you're, you're spoiled. You, you, you grew up in like the fanciest, you know, New York place. You, you, you had not even the sil silver spoon. He had like the platinum spoon in his mouth, you know, and, and, and he doesn't get it. Uh, now, until Andrew Yang came on the scene, uh, Andrew Yang was like, he was the most genuine, kindest, compassionate, like real, per authentic person I have ever seen in politics. I honestly believe that if we had Andrew Yang before we had Obama, uh, uh, that would be amazing. That would just be awesome but anyway i think but i think the problem with andrew yang is is that he doesn't know how to debate or put up a fight he's just too nice and i say this as his friend and so i guess the whole idea is that we have to pay attention to artificial intelligence and automation because it's coming it's not the immigrants and these 60 70 plus year old politicians they're not really paying attention. That's where I am right now. Exactly. Like, you know, there's a lot of fear mongering too. And that's something that really bummed me out about Trump. Cause like what you said earlier about Trump, I'm like, Oh, he's a wild card. He's like not part of the establishment. He's able to kick some dirt in the eyes of people who thought they were not invincible. And I was hopeful at first. Cause I'm like, all right, he's president, you know, good for him. Let's see if he can do anything. But like over time, it's just, I just felt like, you know, like when you go drain a swamp, when you go do all these things you say you're going to do, you never really got around to doing it. And it just frustrated me a lot because I'm like, hey, you know, you talk a big talk and I respect that as, you know, a leader, but you also got to walk the walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. not only that, but then, but then it's like, have you noticed that everything is about him and the way exactly. people are mean to him, the way that he's perceived? Like, 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 it's like, it's like, dude, the world doesn't revolve around your big fat ass. <laughs> like you know, they're, they're they're like homeless people on the streets right now. You grew up rich in like a Manhattan penthouse for like millions of dollars, and you're complaining of, about your life. Shut up! Like like there there are people who are literally like having a hard time making their rent or getting their groceries, and you're complaining about how things have been unfair for you. Shut the hell up! Exactly. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like a big divide, which frustrates me, but yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Um, sorry. Do you mind me asking? I always want to know the story since I've met you. How'd you yeah. end up meeting Andrew Yang? Like that big of a guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. So I think the first time I saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, it was he made he just made sense everything he said made sense but we can't have people making sense we have to have people like getting people excited for no reason and not doing anything because that's the way our politics works it's completely idiotic and stupid but anyway <laughs> um all of a sudden i got an email that he would be in uh, downtown la believe it or not and you didn't even have to buy the ticket so i went over there but i saw him make his speech but i didn't really like meet him per se and i think it wasn't until like uh i i don't know i i i kind of there, there was one event that he did in long beach which was a uh like spanish like telemundo event or something like that mm -hmm. and then that's where like i was right in front of him but and and i and i just said hey but you know in those settings it's so like loud and noisy and insane that you're not really how, how can i say like if, if you're in a big place with a lot of noise and a lot of insanity going on and the person who you want to meet is getting off all the attention you're not really like meeting them you're kind of like part of the crowd right but the yeah. thing 
yeah. So where I actually met him was what where, where we actually had like a face to face talk was at the forward event with the California Common Sense Party in um in um Hawthorne in Los Angeles, where I actually um sat down with him face to face and I said I knew exactly what you were doing, but they they didn't want people to have such a simple message. You were saying that that there there were a lot of people who voted for Trump not because they were racists or misogynists. They just saw their way of life like disintegrating and they didn't know what to do. And you told them that look, it's it's not like these things that Trump is saying. It's because that the way that our economy is changing, it's leaving you behind. And we need to like rethink our economy. And he just said, "Yeah, you got it." And he gave me a thumbs up. And it was it was like really good to like you know feel like that. And that's that's kind of like where I met him. But even even before that, I recruited a lot of people for his uh, forward party. Um, uh, what was it? His, his his online for forward party through my link, and I got to talk to him uh, like online. And uh, I interviewed him uh, with two of my co-hosts for our radio uninvited. So, oh, no. yeah. What's it called? I remember I've spoken to him once and it, he was doing a Q&A session on tour space. And I, for, you know, shits and giggles requested thinking I wouldn't get brought up. And then I got brought up. I'm like, oh, nice. And then I'm kind of nervous. And then the main person's like, oh, Solar Requiem, you're up to speak. And I'm like, oh, jeez. And then it was like, Andrew's like, hey, man. And I'm like, uh, uh. I was like, just, I was nervous because I like, I wasn't used to speaking like people like, you know, that high right. of praise. I'm like, you know, hey, uh, Mr. Yang. He's like, hey, how are you doing? I yeah. asked him the question, you know, like about UBI and in regards to um, negative income tax, which was an idea from Austrian economics. So I'm like, hey, you know, your UBI system is very similar to, you know, negative income tax. I was wondering if you had any inspiration or anything like this. And he just openly says like, yeah, a lot of my basis off of UBI is from Austrian economics. I really appreciate the school of thought. I also believe in, you know, having some form of like a minimal safety net for that, for UBI. Basically, that helps fill in for these other systems that he feels are, you know, lackluster. So, you know, like, let's say food stamps, some like, aren't doing its job. He's like, yeah, UBI should be able to absolve that system and fix it type thing. And I, I was honestly, like, shocked. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this dude's really smart. He knows what, you know, field of Austrian economics is. And I, that, to me, I was really impressed. And it was a good conversation because I, no I was nervous. Like, he's going to say something like, oh, you idiot. You know, what are you doing here? Uh, and then, uh, he no, he was chill. He was like, yeah, sure, I'll answer that. But, <laughs> That's something I really respect a lot. Yeah, a Andrew is one of the most uh, humble people you can ever meet, and I think, I think he's kind of like humble to a fault, even. But that's just his personality. Like a guy, he like he doesn't have like one mean bone in like his entire body. Like from what I've seen. But the thing is, is that of course, like our system can't have like cordial, friendly, humble people in it. Because um, I, we, need, we, need, we always need drama. We always need controversy, even if it's unnecessary. I mean, that, that's just the way this, I don't know. That's just the way things work here. Um, it's a human thing, I guess. Like, people just crave that stuff. We're like, yeah, I like going to areas of drama. It's the philosophy. Yeah, some people are like, you know, what's it called? Bad, pl bad publicity is good publicity. Right. Because we'll get media time. And it's funny you mention that. You know AOC, correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. laughing my ass off because at the time I wasn't Republican anymore. I was, you know, libertarian. And I was watching them fall bait and trap to what a lot of Democrats fell for Trump, where Trump goes on a scene, says the most outlandish like things. And every single, you know, CNN, every left wing network is recording this dude, reporting his every single microscopic move, trying to paint him in a bad light, but just gaining people's curiosity. And then here comes AOC, who's a left version of that, saying crazy outlandish stuff. And Fox News is, like, publishing her 24-7, like, through the ringer, being like, oh, there's no way she could win anything. Like, and, I'm, and then, lo and behold, she gets elected to her district. And I'm just, like, laughing, like, wow, you guys really fell for the same thing that, you know, I guess the left did for Trump. And it's just, 
like you said, it's honestly just drama. People like drama. People like, you know, going after that stuff. I'm like, for light wingers, that was them being like, oh, look at this socialist type thing. And they fell for debate. But right. And and, and these these words are just like, OK, like so everybody on the right is a, is a fascist and everybody on the left is a socialist and they never want to talk to each other. And then we, we our country becomes a dump of, you know, a dumpster fire or something like that. And. <laughs> And it's like it's like okay, like what? Why don't we not pay attention to the people who are name calling and actually pay attention to the people who want to solve the problems? But then it's like, oh, like we do that, where are we going to get our revenue? You know, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, what would you feel like, in your opinion, is something that, like, bringing up like political division that both like the Democrat Republican party can be working on to do better, to get more people to like, Hey, get us back. Because I had this argument with one of my friends who's still, you know, a very stout Republican. He's mad at me. He's like, Oh, why are you vote voting libertarian? You know, it's a vote for the Democrats. And then you have my Democrat friend being like, why are you voting libertarian? That's a vote for the Republicans. And I'm like, well, I don't owe any of you guys my vote. Like, this is my personal decision. I have a right to vote for who I choose. And, ask yeah. Them, like, what what um what problems are your you know robots solving like are they just parakeets like repeating like talking points or do they actually have a plan exactly <laughs> you know like people will be able to just just like i th i think the the critical thinking levels in this country are like all but dead and like they have to be brought back from the dead if we are to survive through this just utter nonsense if i'm being honest like I, I can't even, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. It's like, like, like every single time it's like the pendulum just swings in this direction of like more and more. I mean, I have to say, I, I don't, I, I think Biden is better than Obama because he's not, you know, causing all the traffic in LA. Of course I would want it like Yang. And I think, I think one of the best things our government did was actually giving out those like stimulus checks. And at least they did like the unemployment. So at least this coronavirus bailout wasn't just the corporations and banks. And they actually had a way to bail the people out too. Or else, I mean, I think we would have all just revolted or there would have been some kind of like, you know, like, like, they, I mean, there were riots, but it would have been even worse if they didn't do that. But like, yeah. <sighs> oh, agreed. Um, let me think what else. Hmm. So we talked about education. We talked about Yang. Oh, that's actually a good question about Yang. He originally was a Democrat. Now he's independent with the Ford Party. What was like his jumping point? I guess you know to like take that leave to be like you know I'm no longer with them. Uh, just I mean I mean did you see the way like the the democratic establishment treated him when he was a democrat exactly yeah like his debate thing where it was like a whole panel of them and he yeah. only got like one word in and everyone's like gasped and shocked and then they just ran right over him and i'm yeah. like well it would be nice to give him more time to speak you know <laughs> i did uh, yeah and and um getting his name wrong on the on the thing and and even like calling him john yang and then, like, putting, like, a random Asian person uh, in, in his spot. And then, like, MSNBC must have apologized, like, 50 times in a row. And then, and then after that, it's, like, all done on purpose. I think, I think one of Yang's biggest weaknesses was that he, he didn't, like, if it, like, 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 Trump would have bitched and moaned about that all day, all night. You know, but like, like some, you know, I've learned in my life just personally, like you just can't, you know, you know, if somebody cuts you in front of the line and you're like, okay, well, I guess it's not that big of a deal. But if people do these things to you, like over and over and over and over again, and they undermine you at some point, you just have to say like, you know what? I'm calling you out. This is BS. This is nonsense. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to let people know about your behavior. You have to be ashamed of yourself. But Yang just didn't do that. And, and some people were telling me if he did do that, it would have looked worse on him. But I always tell them I don't think so. I think, I think if, if, he can't, if he can't get up and, and tell them, like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. When you come, when you give me the least amount of speaking time, it's wrong. When you don't put me on the when you, when you do this, when when you use a different picture, that's not me. It's wrong. When you say when you when you don't use my name right, 
that's not right. And the thing, like people would say, oh, look at this guy. He can stand up for himself. He can fight. But since he didn't do that, uh, people were like, oh, look, well, if he's not going to stand up and fight for himself, then he's probably not going to do it for the country. I mean, like, oh. you know, and I say this as, as a guy who's talked to him, who knows him, who think I really, really, I want to have an in-depth conversation with him about that, if I'm being honest. But yeah. Would you say he'd be better off as like a VP position, maybe? I think, I think for his personality, for the kind of guy that he is, this very friendly, very um, uh, problem-solving, very, uh, you know, polite, you know, good-natured, humbled person, he'd, he'd be good in, like, a background advisory position 100%. Like, just bar none. Like, like the, the advisor on, like, AI automation and economics. Like, if there was a position called that, like, he'd just put him in there immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm thinking about, like, I'm trying to think in my head who'd be a good fit for him then. If he's a VP, he'd be a good runner. Marianne Williamson? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. She's nice. Yeah. But she could put her foot down, too. That's another good thing about her. She what? She could put her foot down too, like she doesn't get walked on easy. Right, basically. right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and and I don't, and maybe Cornell West, like they're they're all kind of, you know, yeah, just just like that. I think I think when they talk about just like how how much just corporate power there is and how little power like the people have, like that's really important. And it's like all of our data is like being used, and we're not we're not seeing like the gains and in the in all of this stuff so she's exactly she puts her foot down maybe cornell west puts his foot down they can be like a trio i don't know great i can see that um for ai in particular i remember listening to something interesting i want to know your opinion on it um i actually think we spoke on this before with tucker carlson he's being interviewed by i believe ben shapiro and Ben Shapiro asked him the question, you know, like, hey, he sees AI, Ben sees AI as like, you know, being the future almost. Like, yeah, this is such a good thing. It's so amazing. And then yeah. he asked, you know, what's it? Tucker Carlson, the question like, hey, AI is looking to replace a lot of jobs, like, you know, trucking jobs and things like that. Would you be in favor of that? You know, the free market, would you want, you know, to have some laws in place to like regulate it or keep it checked, basically? And Tucker, without hesitating, says, like, of course, within a heartbeat. And he's like, a lot of these people who work those trucker jobs are from, like, you know, small rural towns that depend on them. If you get AI to kill those jobs, you're killing inherently all these smaller towns and places. And that's something I just thought was really interesting. And an opinion on that, like, what would you think about that? Would you be interested in, like, saying, like, hey, some laws or something in place to protect certain jobs, basically? <laughs> Well, that that's that's complicated. Uh, oh yeah, definitely a complicated question. That's, that's, that's what I mean, you could say the same thing about factories, but they lost all their jobs. So I don't know. The truck drivers should be protected, but the factory people shouldn't. I mean, and and the thing is, is that that's that's why that's why these ideas of like universal basic income and time banking are so important because you know if we don't if if we don't do it and some other country does it, we're gonna be you know, left behind, but that's the thing. It's like, and Tucker Carlson said, like, I like capitalism, but it's not a religion, you know, <laughs> like that's exactly that's thing, you know, that's there. But I, I think, I think what's more kind of, kind of underlies this whole situation too, is just the lack of, of good, like, I don't know, like, I, I remember like before the pandemic, I was in so many of these like uh, annoying like job retraining programs and getting these certificates and these degrees and stuff and I still had trouble getting my foot in the door but I think I think the the worst thing that we 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 don't the worst thing that school doesn't let us know is like how do we advocate for ourselves and 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 how many opportunities are just found in just being an intelligent person who who just knows that when you're like around people, you can speak their language and get them to feel good. 
like a lot of a lot of people can be like a, an amazing candidate for a job, but they just don't know how to speak to to the person who's interviewing them. And then on the complete opposite side of that, there could be a person that would be like absolutely terrible for the job, but they, they know how to talk themselves up. So when I was young, I, I just said, okay, like what was it I need to do and how does it get done? And that, that was, it was very like black and white for me, but then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I, I was wondering like, why am I not getting opportunities in my life? Well, I realized I wasn't getting opportunities in my life because of, because of like my shyness and kind of like how I didn't know how to talk to people. I know it sounds like it, I didn't know how to talk to people in a way that made them feel like good or excited or anything like that. It didn't, it didn't mean I didn't have a work ethic, but I think that like, like what it's one of those things because you can go and get all these like degrees and certificates and blah, blah, blah. But if, if you don't know, like some kind of like networking skill or something like that, it's, it's still going to be tough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to, yeah. Honestly, if I'm thinking of my perfect world, it would just be equality of opportunity where people have a fair chance to actually get off their feet and do something and less of equality of like outcome, if you will. Like, I don't want a world where everyone is equally given the same thing because I believe humans are so vastly different and unique creatures that it's would be unfair to be like, yeah, you all get the same, same amount of treatment, same thing. This goes back to like education we were saying earlier. Like, I know there's some kids who are more energetic or they learn in more creative or different way. I don't feel like there's some flat line, like every kid gets taught the same way type thing. And it's just, I'm trying to like balance and think of a way to make it possible. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's give people a shot. You know, let's get people to, you know, learn AI, if you will, like harness the beast and take control of it instead of letting it run rampant and take over like the job market. It's funny. I was having a conversation with this Gen Z kind of Democrat yesterday at Josh Bocanegra's like congressional event. And he said he went to a high school that gave them uh, bachelor's degrees when they graduated. And uh, that was interesting. And I said, did your, did your school kind of line you up for anything before you left? And he said, yes. And he does like a radio thing too. And then I thought to myself, like, I think it's a very like, stupid stupid thing when people say like oh but if but if, but if school helps you know young people line line up into jobs it's like some kind of like socialism or communism no it's just called planning you dumbass it's like yeah <laughs> uh, you know you know what i mean and i think i think the schools that don't do it are it's like what the hell you know like they you, you know you spent all that time there your energy there you spent all that like like time filling out all these like homework assignments and projects and tests and all this to what to just to just be thrown into the wilderness after you graduate i mean it, it's so dumb how these these like at least for me like i was not prepared for what was coming and they didn't even care to like line me up or do it and 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 it's like not everybody wants a four-year degree anyway so line some of these young people up with good opportunities before they graduate but it's 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 the dumbest thing you know yeah it doesn't add up it doesn't make sense and i feel like back to what we were saying earlier people do you think people just complain just because they're bored <laughs> like i know it sounds like really silly but i see twitter people like complaining about the most random things. I'm like, are you guys just bored? Like, do you not know how good we have that Everything, you know, and 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 to me, it's like, wait a minute, what? Why are we not coming with a to way to solve these problems instead of just complaining about them? Any any dummy can complain. Uh, mm -hmm. The smart person sees like, okay, like what's going to make sense? What's going to be a solution? And who wants to work on the solution with me? Not not who wants to keep me you know company in my misery and just complain with me and like that you can do that but that's not gonna solve anything that's not gonna you know it's exactly it's a lot easier to complain about an issue than like talk about what you know needs to be fixed or like yeah, how to or, fix how. Or, or, or how do we even get here right it's like okay so th this this was these these things that were done 
got us to this point where we're having this problem. Let's backtrack and let's see, maybe if we go back here and we do it a little differently, we'll like get a better result. I mean, this is not rocket science, but so many people are just, I, I call it, I call it like learned helplessness. It's just like, oh yeah, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stay mad until these people change or these institutions change or my family member changes. It's like, well, then you're just hurting yourself instead of staying mad until other people change. Why don't you find a way to do something that actually helps? It's right? like victimhood mentality type thing where people will find it easier to just be a victim and wait for a yeah. handout and actually and work. Then, let me just say, it's like, it's, it's, I, I think people deserve like a hand up. I think, I think people want to like, like pe there should be like mentors out there and there should be people out there who are like, who, who, who want to mentor and help people. But it, it, it's kind of like, okay, but let's just say that I, I used to fall into this trap too. Let's just say you're right. That the people who, who, you know, you know, the people you were dealing with were not good people, were crappy people. And they, they really did kind of like, you know, you know, up whatever kind of plan you had but it's like now at least as an adult you have a choice to like not talk to those people not be around those people and why don't you instead of complaining about those people who did that to you why don't you find better people who want to help you right like like yeah. okay like like maybe maybe they were terrible maybe they were horrible stubborn bad people but you you have the decision now to cut them out and find better ones you know <laughs> and honestly that's the best approach to it i actually like that i'm, I'm gonna steal that from the area i'm gonna start using that hand ups now <laughs> i'll be like yeah guys this is completely original my idea definitely not area <laughs> well, well well i heard it from somewhere but the, thing, the thing about a hand i think that's what ubi is i think i think people say people say you know there's a oh pull your bootstrap pull yourself up by your bootstraps but if you don't have any boots it, it's a moot point so, so there should be more people out there giving you, you give the people the tools. You don't, you don't, you don't hate people because they don't have the tools Then you're just being dumb. But then, but then what, then when you give them the tools, I think they're not, they're not your responsibility anymore. Right. Then it's like, okay, well you, you have the tool. Maybe, maybe they don't know you give them the tools, use you, teach them how to use the tools. And then after that, they can't complain anymore. But if they don't have the tools, you can't blame them, right? I think that's that's kind of where I'm at. I agree with that. And I feel for the tools, too, I feel like a mentor helps a lot. And a lot of society, we don't have that as much anymore as we did like in like before. So like, let's say, you know, before you go to like a job, like a mechanic shop, they'd be an older mechanic to teach younger guys a trade and show them like how to like do good business type stuff like that. But like. I feel a lot of stuff nowadays is kind of like, you know, what you said, like a rat race where you go to school, you get your degree, then you just go out there, you know, just like, go, right. go. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you got, you got to at least like give people like a map or like a GPS system. You can't just like throw, you can't just like throw them in the middle of nowhere with nothing and just be like, okay, be free. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, I don't know where the things are. I don't know who's here, what's going on, why this stuff is around me, what it, what it's all for. And then you would think like, like that's the schools or the parents, but they don't do that either. So I don't blame the, the people out there for being confused and angry because the systems are, are, are systems that are making people confused and angry. If these systems weren't so bad, instead of, you know, producing all these angry, confused people, they, they like, like what, what if they're, the, the, what, what if they just had a mentorship program? It's like, okay, like, we're not just going to send you out there with, without any kind of like idea of like what's going on out there where, you, you know, but, but they do do that. And it's like, and then it's like, oh, and then they blame, you know, the, 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 it's, it's like, if, if you put battery acid in the cake and it tasted like crap, you wouldn't, you wouldn't blame the cake or the oven. You would blame yourself for, for putting battery acid in it, you morons. So don't, <laughs> don't produce a generation of confused, angry, young people and then blame them. You didn't teach them well. You didn't mentor them well. You, you dumb shits. <laughs> you know, I get angry, you know. <laughs> It's all like, all right, man, good luck, you know, go ahead and suck right. it. And he's like, we son of a bitch. It's right. like, what do you want us here? Right. Yeah. It's, it's not, all this is not rocket science, but I think, I think like, look, like I, I was very, very bitter about these things, just bitter, bitter, bitter. But then 
I've learned like, okay, you know what? Like, screw it. Like being bitter about it, like, isn't going to help me. I'm just going to have to like, I, I, you know, Andrew Yang is out there, you know, the California common sense party is out there, you know, all these, like, I'm just going to learn and I'm just going to like, you know, pave my own way. And, and, and then it's, it's not like what they did to me was right. It doesn't make what they did to me right, but it doesn't help me if I just complain about it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the way you got to look at this now, you know? So, so you don't turn into like Joker or that Michael Douglas and falling down. Right. You know, like you're very, I guess, detached from reality type thing. Right. You don't want to have a society of like young men or like young individuals who have nothing left to lose. Cause then you have dangerous people. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and for me, it's like, I, I, I find a way I'm like, you, you know what? Like, like I am mad at, at, you know, these institutions for being as bad as incompetent as they were, but that, that's not my, that, that's not who I don't want to remain as that. I, I, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm just going to research myself. I'm going to do, and the good news is, is that I've, I've made very good networks of people who just get it. And I'm very happy. And this is something that I didn't have in my past. So when I, when I look at my past, I'm like, well, thank God it's over. And I'm not a nostalgic person. I don't, I don't look at, I don't want to go back to the good old days. There, the, there were no good old days. You, you have to, you have to make your today, your good day. Make today yeah. your good day. You know, like that's what you gotta do. <laughs> Yesterday was history. Tomorrow's a, is a mystery, and today's the present. Master yeah. Ugwe, right there from. So, like, you know, I wanna, I, I wanna end this on like a, a good note, right? I don't wanna end this on like you know, oh, it's hard or blah blah blah, because I I feel like so many douchebags out there are just talking about the problems, and they're not talking about like optimistic, uplifting things. So let me let me let me do this. Like, okay, so I was you know walking around my neighborhood, and. I, I saw this like big, like high rise and I just uh, said, you know what? Like just out of curiosity, let me just tell them I'm looking for a room and I like want to move in and just see what happens. So I walked in and I, I did that. And then they were like, oh, okay, we'll show you a room. They, they showed me like a room on the 26th floor. And I looked out at this beautiful landscape of like, you know, the buildings and LA and in this fancy place. And then I told myself, you know what? I want more spontaneous, fun experiences like this. This is just what I'm going to do. I'm like from the, from the job that I quit that I didn't like recently, I'm just going to take it upon myself to just do something spontaneous and interesting maybe like every other day. So not only did I do that, but then I went to the airport and I started like inquiring about like flying lessons and stuff like that. And it, and it was, it was, it was, it was, you was know, what? <laughs> what was that? Oh, I said, I said, I, I went to like these airports around my city and I just started inquiring about like flying lessons because that, that was something that was always on my mind when I was younger. So, Dude, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, is that like, w why not just like, you know, you know, w why can't I live that life that, that I, that I wanted, that I did. And, and maybe, maybe I'll just drive to a random radio station in my city and I'll just say like, Hey, you know what? Like, just, I won't be around this environment. Just help, help, help me out here, you know, or, or, or what do you need done? Like, like stuff like that. Like, you know, you know, it's like, it's empowering. And I think we, we gotta have more of this empowering mindset than just this mindset of like, oh, these people like bothered me like five years ago. So my life is ruined. I can't do anything, you know, <laughs> like that's mental health. You can recommend people to is just to like drop social media sometimes or have like scheduled when you use it, when you don't. And just go outside, you know, like, I'm not trying to, like, make the joke of, like, touch grass, but, like, literally, go outside, walk around, walk around your local town center, walk around your park, walk around, like, any foreshad, like, any area, like, I don't believe when people are like, oh, there's nothing around me, I'm like, literally go on Google, look up, like, you know, places around me, I'm right. sure we'll find somewhere to go, like, you know, whether it be a botanical garden, whether it just be you chilling, 
a like, museum yeah. like you know museum, like I exactly. Went, yeah yeah exactly exactly and then and then and then like like i've let go of this idea that i have to go online and i have to like convince everybody to see the things the way like i see them i'm like like I, I'm like I'm like what what look, look at all these random people like driving on the freeway in their cars. Like do do I really care if that random person like sees the way things that I do? Well, if I don't care if this random person driving behind me sees the the, the things exactly the same way I do, why do I go on social media and want to do that? Like, you know, yeah, you'll have a stroke. It's right. mad, <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, really quick, Ariel. Um, this is my co-host and partner, uh, Hazy. He got in a bit late, but I'm glad to see you, man. Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, just uh, dealing with a bit of turbulence. Uh, yeah, had oh, a, really? uh, a bunch of <laughs> not turbulence, but uh, being a bit of facetious. But we had like half of our staff just not show up because of a party uh, that happened earlier that week. So. I had to accommodate for a lot of people that did not show up that day. So, hey man, don't burn yourself out. I know you're working hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, warehouse is a pretty brutal job. Pretty brutal in- indeed. Uh, really. Uh, oh. and, um, but, but beyond all that, um, how you doing, Mike? How you doing? Uh, um, Solas told me a lot about you. Uh, he says you're a, a, a bit of an, uh, a, a fanatic for Andrew himself. Uh, so. <laughs> You guys already got into that, or um, you guys are just speaking about social media and the influence it has on whether or not you should be concerned about whether or not changing people's so We covered AI, we covered schooling. What else did we cover? Andrew Yang and like independent parties. Yeah. Think? Am I missing anything, Ariel? Uh, we, we like, yeah, yeah. I think you got the schooling down, and just the uh, uh, last thing we're covering right now is just optimism. Yeah, I think, just, I think I, a positive message type thing, right? And and don't get stuck in the nostalgia and the past and all that stuff. Try to try to make something fun like today, or think about something fun to do like tomorrow instead of just hoping that some past time is gonna come back and make you feel good. Like that's basically a losing. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah. I'm, um, my past yeah. is over. No, I agree with what you, uh, but just wanted to contribute to what you were saying to that effect. Um, in terms of the past and definitely dealing with uh, nostalgia to some degree, I think there is something comforting to take from nostalgia and delving into it. But in terms of just trying to return to something, often ignores where the current landscape is or how drastically it's different than what it is. For um, example, I think uh, Andrew Yang did something very interesting when he discussed uh, at at length about like physical labor and how it'll never like be the same in terms of like how automation has drastically changed how we do our regular labor and just society and, and just how we do it. So it seems kind of, pointless to constantly like um champion or campaign for like just this regular way of doing things when we have found such far more efficient ways of doing things so trying to return to some level of like uh tradition in that capacity just seems like a nebulous and a fruitless endeavor so i do uh, agree with that they definitely like blind nostalgia to some degree and trying to implement it in the current landscape definitely blinds you to how drastically different things are in comparison and, to those sometimes times. when you think about it like the 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 you, you people have a romanticized vision of their past and it probably it, it like when they were living it it was probably not as good as they thought they're, they're they're thinking it is when they like they they don't remember all the fights and all the terrible things that happened sometimes they just remember all the good stuff <laughs> and it's funny you mention that too because there's this cool video in the history of music and i guess they get from 2010 through every single decade going back of like a famous song, you know, talking about like, yeah, you know, either two things. One, this new generation ain't shit, like, excuse my language, or two, um, you know, oh, the good old days. Can you guess how far he was able to go back with music talking about the subject of like, you know, the good old days? All the way like, back to early 1900s, like 1907, it was a song talking about like, oh, these new guys in the 1920s, you know, silent generation for us. It was like, they're weak. They're not built like we're built and stuff like that. And then it's just to me interesting, but I agree. It's like, you can't lock on it, to this. It's just concept. the same BS, like repeating itself with like 
every next generation, oh, this, oh, that. Like, I hope when I grow up, I, I'm not going to look at younger people and be like, oh, you know, when I was there, no, I'm going to be like, when I was their age, things probably sucked because of the people who are older than me. So I'm not going to be those older people to them, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to repeat it. It's time to break the cycle for all I'm concerned. Anyway, I got about like five more minutes. So, oh, closing go? thoughts you got for us, if you don't mind. Like, what would be a message you'd like for the audience to hear from you? Like, any like last out things? Oh, yeah. yeah good wisdom. Good old Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I think I think it's just like mm, experiment with your life because you're only going to get one and uh you know not like reckless kind of stupid experiments but just kind of trying things out like like just just for like the curiosity and for the fun of it like exploring um asking yourself questions uh why you know is this thing in your life when you really think you need it like that that's i think that like one of the most fun that i ever have in my life is going as a solo traveler to like a city i've never seen before and opening up a map and just like exploring it hell yeah yeah <laughs> travel to, you know what's it travel off the beaten path well yeah, exactly. Hey, um, Ariel, thank you again, man, for being part of this podcast. I think it was really fun. I'd love to have you back another time. And um, if you want to get any of your buddies too, like I'd be more than welcome. Like you guys are always invited to, you know, Reckon Radio. Like love it to death. But yeah. um, appreciate it, man. I hope you're doing well too. And yeah, great podcast. But a hundred percent. I mean, thanks for having me, and I will catch you on the flip side. Oh yeah, have a good rest of your day, man. Yeah.